This episode of Speakers of Eidolon is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers Omeji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Sirka Barakil, Remy Asalia, Arcadia Lunashine, Alex Franco AV, Casey Schaefer, Azuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimm's daughter, Nat Clay, Lily Black, Bob Cece, Mikta Rabentau, Faris Jantoru, Sapa Chakwatol, Edwin, Umbral Wind, Quick Levin, Winebow Brood, Pamela Isley, Camille Grinnell, Elenriel Maximus, Code Redno, Mira Bay Barbele, Suna Chicano, Celesto Neutral, Lazy Boy, A Bag of Dragon Knight, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Storm Arrow, Tex, Yowie Wowie, Kai Lin, and Chibi Duo. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. This is Speakers of Good evening, Aorsians. Welcome to Speakers of Heidland, episode 259. I'm Lakeel Bravestone, and I'm joined today by Georgi Wiston, Mail Vanadar, and Rollo Dez. Should we just address Hello. it now while we can? Georgi has a cut himself while shaving. There's some, um, there's some blood on his lip. I'm sorry. Uh, it just didn't dry in time. Um, all right. Um, this is episode 259. Uh, and we will try to continue our Shadowbringers review. We'll see how much time we have, because we have a big Banri Oda Q&A as well that we need to get through today um, by uh, Four Gamer, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah Four Gamer. Yep. Um, <clears throat> we will uh, definitely not have time to read Mogmail, but uh, do send us Mogmail for whenever we have time again, <laughs> which uh -huh. would, will be maybe next week. Uh, if we don't have time next week, um, we'll we'll just move it to the top like we've done before. Mm -hmm. um, for stay tuned for the post show. We'll be answering questions from the syndicate, uh, and of course, we'll be watching the minimum eye level run from last week. Gimlet Dark is hey. here. <laughs> <laughs> Game of the Dark is here. Mm -hmm. um, so there you go. That's also under channel updates for you people watching on demand on YouTube. Uh, minimum eye level Gimlet Dark should be out the day after this is posted. So I would assume if it's out on a Tuesday, it will be out on Wednesday. So make sure you watch that. Now let's jump into recent events. Yes. Recent events, we have some kind of breaking news at the time of recording. Uh, the Chaos Data Center is um, having is being uh, attacked. Uh, it's being DDoS attacked right now. Um, there is, uh, it might be over now, actually. Um, no, it's, uh, well, it may or may not be ongoing right now, but it was very... It's, it was very bad uh, when I last checked. Um, we are currently, and we can confirm that it is a DDoS attack. So if you're right now trying to play on Chaos, it might be difficult. 
this is the official post on the lodestone. We are currently experiencing technical difficulties due to a DDoS attack. Players may experience the following issues as a result. Uh, we are investigating the attack and taking countermeasures. Additional information will be provided as the situation develops. So this is what you might, may be experiencing, being disconnected from the EU data center worlds, difficulty logging into EU data center worlds, and difficulty accessing, sending, and receiving data from the EU data centers. It's been a while mm. since we've had that happen. Mm. Um, which is surprising, uh, actually, that it hasn't happened more often. But I, I remember, remember the big one that was like, um, a couple of years ago, I think, there was a massive one that, like, I think it kept the servers down for almost a day. Um, it was a very major one. Hopefully this one won't be as bad, um, but there you go. It's probably resolved by the time this is up on YouTube, so this is old news. Oh, it then. should. If it's not <laughs> if resolved not, by the time this is up on YouTube, problem. <laughs> big problem. Well, DDoS attacks can, like, continue like intermittently for several days as well unfortunately but um hopefully that's not the case all right in other news the final fantasy 14 shadowbringers spotify soundtrack is sorry let me say that again the final fantasy 14 shadowbringers soundtrack is now out on spotify uh that is 84 82 or 84 songs i think uh that have Don't just the exact number i of think tracks. it's i think it's 84 uh, they are now available on Spotify, um, which means all expansion soundtracks are on Spotify now. So that yeah, is good news. Around. And right. on yeah. Amazon Music. Oh, they're also on Amazon. Okay, Amazon yeah. Music as well. Oh. There you go. Um, yeah. The new soundtrack coming out in about a month's time, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so... God, there's so much. Like, if you go, there's like a playlist with all of these, the expansion, like 14 music, and it's like 37 hours. So, mm -hmm. just relax. You have enough. You have a lot of music to listen to. If you, I just, I, okay. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. This might be a hot take. I don't want to listen to like the Shirogane. Like sorry, the the yeah. Kugane music when I'm on the go, uh, because I hear it so much in game. I can see some of the tracks, like some of the cooler tracks, like the boss, like you know, like um, example, uh, last uh, Omega battle music, for instance, like stuff like that. But uh, I have never. Like the twinning, I guess. Yeah, there are, there are some good ones, but like, I wonder if there's anyone out there that are like, I'm going to boot up Spotify and then turns on like yeah. the housing theme. Like working. That's what people do during maintenance so they can feel like they're playing 14. <laughs> uh, God, the housing. I haven't heard the housing music in a very long time turn that shit oh, no. very We're early so on. blessed when we can turn it off God. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um I so, yeah don't listen to specific songs but i will just listen to soundtracks straight through when i'm at work so there are some yeah. people that just want to appreciate the whole soundtrack i don't think i'd ever seek out certain songs though no no, no. i can see that i've yeah. put it on before and i you know you hear a song oh yeah this one was cool a lot of them just blur into the background there. If yeah, you think mm -hmm. that's what's so good with 14's music. It's like meant to be like in the background. So it kind of yeah, just, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, uh, moving on. Um, Alice has got her CG artwork now. Uh, now, I won't show this on stream, but because we are also oh. an audio podcast, so we will just have to do our best to describe this. But the link is in the description on the video, um, and it's on the speakers. Sorry. <laughs> It's on the Final Fantasy XIV Twitter, uh, the English Twitter, so uh -huh. make sure you go and check that out. <clears throat> Are we going to address her sword? Well, according to Mailer, it looks very delicious. I'd give it a suck. It looks both oh. <laughs> delicious and unfortunate, maybe. Um, looks, not for like the a... shape, but the material, because it looks like... Umbral said what silicone. I was thinking. Yeah. Well, it kind of looks like... Like um, boiled sweets, like, I you know, like a lollipop candy or something. Mm -hmm. You are very. That's very innocent of you. I appreciate. I like that. I like that you went for that. That's good. I've always thought it was a weird material. <clears throat> it's a lot of <clears throat> yes. sword. Bad dragon. It also does look like Hades is yeah. um, moving on. Yes. Yeah, you can go see that on the uh, the Twitter. So make sure you uh, you check that out. Okay, bit of a discussion coming up here. Uh, <sighs> there is an, there are new optional items and a limited time sale on the Final Fantasy XIV online store. Uh huh. So the Moonfire mm -hmm. Fair items from last year is being put up there. But there were yeah. a lot of rumors before this. Like, it's been months of speculation, actually, about Cruise Chaser. Uh, and that, it, you know, whether or not it would be implemented in-game. And uh, one of the rumors that persisted the longest was the fact that Cruise Chaser was going to be a PvP mount. I don't really mm -hmm. know. I guess it was based on, you know, previous rewards for, for PvP, but it was, yeah, it was, it was never any... trends in PvP yeah. face rewards. Not based on anything from Square Enix or, Final, or like the devs or anything. It is a purely yeah, made speculation. community speculation, right? <sighs> we all knew deep inside. We all did. We all knew what was going to happen with this mount. And the fact that people were talking about it so much, I think just sealed the deal. Because the Cruise Chaser mount, for those that don't know, is now on the Final Fantasy XIV online store for $30. How That's do you about feel? That's 17 about pounds. Yeah, then. 17 pounds and 21 euros. So, <clears throat> thoughts? Better, better than it being a PvP mount. That is yeah, an interesting so point. A feast I, reward mount. Fe yeah. Feast, yeah, sorry. Better than top 100 feast reward mount. Still sucks. I uh, think I well, would okay. agree. Can I just say that this is a weird take because this was never confirmed. I see this everywhere, like better than a PvP mount, but that was never... We don't even know if that was ever an option. No. It, the argument should be well, in-game or on the MOG station. People, well, that's because the Mog Station is not the worst case scenario. The no. worst case scenario is Facebook. But we didn't get the worst case scenario. And that's scenario. why everyone is afraid of that. That's why people are assuming that is, like, that's why everyone is talking about that as the thing they would fear the most. What, what happened, and this, we're going to touch a little bit on that, but the, something that this community does a lot is that we, we make something up, like, based on speculation, and then that becomes fact. And then when it doesn't go that way, they're like, well, at least it did, wasn't that. 
and then I was like, as if becomes, that was becomes what reality. They were... You should know that. Yeah, <laughs> right. But that, that happens a lot in this community. And then we go, ah, but at least it wasn't that. What? Meanwhile, well, that like... is true. But we also are correct half the time as well. Like, oh, next expansion, we're going to go to Alamigo. Yeah. Yes, we did go to Alamigo, <laughs> but unfortunately, it was this. Or you know, we uh -huh. also went here. We do get it right half the time, which is why I, I think well, I would... once people say things... Alamigo, Mela, that was definitely not the same, because that the story literally no, told we... us that we were going to Alamigo. Not... That didn't. Initial, that wasn't you know, pulled the... out of like just based on some speculation that uh, oh maybe I'll it wasn't it wasn't like going into like uh, Stormblood. We're like maybe Alamigo is Alamigo a possibility, guys? I think Alamigo might. No, be a but a lot of things like including jobs and stuff that we it was not. Remember know, was no that the first teaser they it. dropped was literally Lise and the Warrior Flight fighting on Rolger's arm, and that was it, with the resistance. Like in the background, like preparing, like we it was very obvious. The resistance was at the time. What? We didn't know the resistance looked like that at the time. They used the purple banners. We knew that because we we had the Raven stuff. The Griffin, sorry, the Griffin, the Griffin. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, yeah. So uh, that was. Uh, anyways, I don't know why we're. <laughs> anyways, uh, so what? The to me, the I've given up. Obviously, I don't care. This is just me being devil's advocate because. You know, someone has to in this yeah. community. Uh, the um, what we're seeing, it, and what I think is that when all all of the people were like, "Oh, cruise chaser, cruise chaser, cruise chaser," they saw the demand and they were like, Hoo -hoo -hoo. <laughs> "Money!" Uh, and I mean, that's how it is now, isn't it? I don't know. There are things. There's that so much they could have the done with station that have a place in the game and there are things on the mog station that are fine to be on the mog station it's it's very similar to the downfall of wow during mm. draenor when all the mounts that were on the on the whatever that store's called were yeah. super cool and unique and were obviously meant to be reputation rewards for the whatever the factions were in this game we have slepner who should have been a reward for doing the odin trial yeah um we have um then we have like the Red Baron and the White Ray, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. The two the Magitech. Magitech Walkers. They're fine. Yeah. You know, they could have been alternate skins. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the Moogle thing could have been a reward. Yeah. There's a whole Moogle But then the Chocobo in... Carriage yeah. is okay. So some of them are fine and some of them aren't. And I think in this case, this one would have been better yeah. in game. Yeah, so I, I definitely prefer it in game. Yeah. But. Like, it could be worse. Well, it's I'm not that too bothered about it. No, but it, see this. Yeah. yeah, that's how I feel. I I've given up because I know most of the community is fine with the, the cash shop, and that battle is long lost. But consider the alternative. Rival wings. I see chat bringing it up as well. This no. could have been a Sorry. perfect yeah. way yeah. to no. revive <laughs> rival wings by you actually know. giving you rewards <laughs> that are worth worth working for and make a fucking roulette. You. Fix a stragolos. Yeah. The Magitech, the Magitech uh, what are they called? Monkeys. Monkey. Why? Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Avengers, thank you. Yeah. Magitech Avengers are very worth it. There's... Yeah, I don't know. You do get a funny monkey. So, I, so yeah. this, this is from someone who doesn't... I don't care about mounts. Made this very clear before. I don't really don't care about mounts. I use my one mount most of the time, right? But 
for those that care about mounts, do you not care more about the mount if you worked for it and got it in-game? Or am I just not understanding the, uh, the idea of mounts? This game has very few prestigious no, mounts, but either. it does have them. Like yeah. the Morball, if you see someone on that, you're like, yeah, you've worked hard for that. Uh-huh. I mean, Any it's... mount that has that level of prestige is good, in my opinion. Anything okay. you have to work hard for. But timed ones, I don't like. So if it was a feast reward, I know I'd never get it. So I would have been angry. Okay. <laughs> but if it was like, you know, like some people in chat bring up Alexander, or probably not Alexander, but let's say Blue Mage mm -hmm. gets to try out Alexander, and that's the reward. That's really prestigious. You'll see like five cruise chase, and you'll think that person really deserves that. Yeah, yeah. Because they worked hard. But we don't have many prestigious mounts. No. Sadly. And I a feel like we might be getting less and less considering <laughs> this. Even then, some of the prestigious mounts, like the one for clearing heaven on high four times, it's yeah. not that cool. No, it's just a dodo. No, that's true. <laughs> no, sorry, that's no, the one. The dodo is, dodo is a... What's is the a, one you're getting from heaven on high? Sack drop. It's just a fancy horse. Oh, God. Oh, oh God, I remember that. And yeah. everyone knows... Horses are the worst mounts in 14. Mm -hmm. I yeah. fucking hate every single horse mount. They're so gangly and just get stringy, and uh, I, uh, they look so weird and muscular. I hate it. There's only one good horse mount in this game, and it's on the Mog Station. <laughs> it's that yeah. like, really fancy armored one that looks cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Garo ones are pretty all right, aren't they? The... Ugh. I say that. I don't. I didn't get I any of the Garo ones. Yeah. All right. I couldn't well, push I put in a lot of work to get those Garo ones in the last like two months before the event ended. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did. You uh, I did. I did far more face than I ever wanted to do. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. What? I don't know what else to say. It is. I think it is sad. It could have been a Rival Wings mount. I don't know why they want to kill Rival Wings so bad. You I know they don't care about Rival. Wings. I know. Well, they I don't should, think they want to good. kill it. I think they just don't care about it. I don't have, it's not coal, you're not actively killing it if you're just not doing anything about it. <laughs> well, they they literally well, just shut off Astragalos based on, they're, okay, we can't go into the whole Astragalos discussion, but if... It's, Rival Wings is something they could, they could fix in an afternoon of someone's work. Yeah. Well, they said they're going to focus more oh, on PvP in this expansion. They right? did. Like There's like it, a big give it, yeah. give it its due. So yeah. that's, it might be then, but at least for right now, PV, or especially uh, Rival Wings is like a PvP mode is very under uh, uh, cared for. So yeah. Look, yeah. The little dying rose in the garden that needs to be watered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also, yeah, it, it's fine. Whatever. I don't care about mounts. This is, you know, you this is what the community wants, and I will just accept that. I'm not, I wouldn't have gotten this either way, probably, so it doesn't matter. Um, okay. Uh, moving right along, we have a Q&A session with Banrioda, uh, done by 4Gamer. Um, so, uh, on May 28th, 2021, we asked our uh, readers, a link to that, of course, in the description. Uh, we asked, sorry, they're raiders. Yeah, sorry, there's a typo. Uh, our raiders to send in questions for Mr. Banrioda, lead story designer for Square Enix and MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV. Planning to sit down with him for a Q&A session from our readers. Our readers did not disappoint and sent in a plentitude of tough questions for Oda. While some asked about topics we imagine all players would love to hear about, there were also questions about extremely obscure details, 
as well as one with a gargantuan character count that could not be sent via our questionnaire, where the reader had to use an external web service to send us the whole question. Oh. That's a lot of the word reader. Yeah, lots of, mm. lots of that. <laughs> It's funny because the the first line misspelled that, so it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> they take our article immediately. <laughs> uh, though we would have loved to have Oda answer all your questions, we had to whittle down the number due to time constraints, ending up with the fifteen questions below. All right, here we go. <clears throat> first question: Did the Warrior of Light bake all those coffee biscuits? <sighs> It's a good start. Good start. Thanks, thanks readers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that coffee biscuits were recently brought up in the story. Are these the biscuits that the Warrior of Light made for the Guild Leave? Um, Oda, I'm happy to hear that people are reading the Guild Leave flavor text. I would say that the person <laughs> who made the coffee biscuits mentioned in the story might depend on how many times you, the Warrior of Light Darkness, have completed the Guild Leave, a cookie for your troubles. Let's imagine how things would go. One time... <laughs> Hanjifei, the owner of the second serving, sticks her nose in the batch of biscuits you delivered and takes a deep breath. That's it. Ten times. Once again, Hanjifei buries her face in the mound of biscuits you delivered and takes another deep, deep breath. Nothing else happens. Too bad. One hundred times. Congratulations, your coffee biscuits have finally reached the storefront. Reen, Gaia, and even Yushtola haven't joined them. Now, if you are the type of person who bought coffee biscuits at the second serving to complete the guild leave, Hanjifei has made a small fortune from the margin and <laughs> also has used it all to buy even more sweets for herself. What a way to dyn uh, dynamize the city's economy. <laughs> there you go. There's the coffee biscuit meme. Um, what is the most important for you when creating a story? This is a real question. Um, what is most important for Daddy. you? What is the most important for you when creating world lore or a story? Is there anything you use for reference when creating lore? Oda says, pragmatically speaking, we have to take the story's medium into, into consideration and through that lens take a hard look at its intended audience and its purpose. Final Fantasy XIV is a game, which means that the story itself is not the final product. Various elements like character models, backgrounds, animations, music, sound effects, visual effects, quests, cutscenes, battles, etc. are necessary to bring the story to life. This means we also have to be mindful of whether the story and all related elements can be realized within our game's design and schedule, and schedule limitations. Plus, we need to synchronize everything with the player's game experience. Take the healer role quest, for example. These are targeted towards players who play as healers, therefore it is important to incorporate some form of healing into the actual quest. When thinking about crafting Gathering Beast Tribe quest, we should take into consideration the characteristics of the Beast Tribe, as well as ensure that the story revolves around having the player craft and gather in the game. Makes sense. Um, written media, such as short stories and picture books, on the other hand, have much fewer limitations. We can have the story take place in regions not yet implemented in 14, so long as we can put in an illustration or screenshot, like the one they did of, um, uh, what was it? what's the, Mericidia, remember that? When Mericidia. it was just oh, Silent yeah. Hill fog everywhere, <laughs> it was just not, it was just the sky. Um, we can even make characters eat dried squid by using a squished up Kraken model. Uh, oh my god, is that what <laughs> it's it is. true. That's cute. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's cute. However, we still need to make sure that we are focusing on appropriate themes and topics. This depends on whether we are writing a short story for the fans or a picture book that children who do not know about 14 might read. Sure, there are fewer limitations, but the purpose and target of the story are still very important. 
I hope they start making picture books for oh. children that are unfamiliar with 14. That'll be good. Mm. I feel personally attacked that he picked the healer role quest. The only one I've not done. Yeah. <laughs> you should do it. It's oh, you good. Still, you still have well, a yeah, I'm not got an 80 healer. I have hate healer. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's so not that difficult. It's the worst role. So you haven't even tried. Just, just get to 71 mm -hmm. and then do it in Bazja and then you can oh, become a true. DPS. Yeah, that's true. That's mm. true. Yeah. You don't even have to heal. You can just damage. Yeah. Um, any inspirations or references? Do you have any references or anything that inspires you when writing? Do you read up on literature like the Bible, the classics, or myths? Do you read up on literature like the Bible? Let's Just you know, out of interest, um, <laughs> do you read any of the classics, myths, or the Bible? <laughs> the Bible. Yeah. The Bible. <laughs> um, it's not really a very Christian game or how well, Final I mean, Fantasy. maybe for Ishgard. <laughs> Final Fantasy. Might, yeah, but Final Fantasy is very. Um, hmm. uh, hmm. What What's the word? Uh, um, critical. Uh, when it comes to religion, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah. it does also take reference from a very, like a number of religions and myths throughout the world. Yeah, yeah. In the creation of its primals or summons. Yeah, yeah. What a weird question, though. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. I mean, something must inspire him. I think the examples are a bit leading, a little weird, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Oda says many things influenced me. Too many to narrow down. When writing the main story of Heavensward, for example, I looked into how the fantasy series A Song of Ice and Fire and the simulation <laughs> RPG Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together were created. The former that won't lie. Heavensward finished. Tactics Ogre. I think it's, it's a good one. I like it. it Heavensward finished. Together. Heavensward finished, Mela. That's true. So it can't, yeah. be, it can't be influenced by A it's Song of Ice and Fire. George. What are you doing, mm. George? Seriously, George. R.R. Martin? Martin. Right, yes. Butt. What are you right doing? Right, but He's probably watching this, so right, but He's watching this on his, like, green, uh, black and green, like, computer. <laughs> we're just, like, this little pixelated. <laughs> we're all green. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Vision. Um, the former apparently referenced the Wars of the Roses. Uh, and the latter drew upon historical uh, ethnic conflicts with the Yugoslav Wars for its themes. The methodology of how these stories were created helped me write Heavensward. I also read through the Bible back when I was still in school and during my university oh my years. God. I, and during my university years, I studied philosophy and ideology, which were my interests at the time. I never thought I would be making games, let alone writing scenarios, but I guess you never know what will come in handy. I, I went to a Catholic high school and primary school. I never read the Bible, so I don't know why. You never read the Bible. He he studied ideology, though. Maybe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, theology. Yeah, I mean, well, this sense. guy was interested in that kind of stuff, though. That's I guess yeah. that's the difference here. Mm, ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I try to consume anything and everything I find interesting by default, but I also try to get into things that other people recommend to me. A Song of Ice and Fire, for example, was recommended to me by uh, Kenichi, Kenichi Iwao, who was my predecessor as world lore creator. Uh, I also read uh, Ahuresa, a railway traveler's journal, which was the initial inspiration for the Namasu quests, because my wife recommended it. There you go. 
Uh, well, I'm not son of ice and fire. Yeah. Get him to read a good book. Like, I don't know. Whoa. Okay. Have you read a song on Ice and Fire? Ice and Fire is a good series. No. You, I don't you, read you are thinking books. about the TV show, Rolo, and that is unfair. <laughs> They're too wordy and it's like... No, a it's not wordy. Token. It's not too wordy. It's really easy I to read. I think you need to read the book before you can say anything. Or at least <laughs> read a page. He's actually a really good writer. Yeah. Yeah, he is it's a good writer. very digestible. Song of Ice and Fire I'm, is a good book. I've read experts from it and I just don't... I don't it, like Honestly, Rolo, it's, it's good. Listen to an audiobook then of A Song of Ice and Fire. Have like Stephen Fry uh, read it to you. No, that was oh, that was he did it. He did Harry Potter. <laughs> that was Harry Potter. That. Uh, um, okay. Um, also, we know that he was a fan of Ice and Fire. I mean, the end of A Realm Reborn was very. They never get away from Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, where is the current Count Zamail? Zamail. I never know. Zamile. 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 Uh, we get to see Taras and Zamile in the game, but we have yet to meet the current Count Zamile. Maybe it's just that I haven't found him yet, but will he make an appearance in the future? Or is there some other reason we cannot meet him? I'm dying to find out. Order. Back in the original Final Fantasy XIV, we had a questline about uh, Zamile Darkhold that featured the former Count's men. The house probably suffered financially due to its failure to complete the Darkhold. However, House Zamile is known for its architectural prowess and has built many a castle in its time. Maybe the Count is leading the construction of the residential areas of Ishgard. Is he? Um, is he, though? Didn't get that impression. Didn't get that impression when Tarasen is the only one that appeared. True. In the, yeah. That restoration. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, have we, that is that the only count that's missing that we haven't seen of the four houses? There's. I think so. For Tom is so. obviously is. Well, for is Tom, the best, yeah, but... yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess we have them all. I don't. I, yeah. We don't have to remember where they were. <laughs> but, no. Uh, all right. Uh, when did the Heaven's Ward become enthralled? The Heaven's Ward, everyone. Pause right there. <laughs> um, when exactly? When? When exactly did the Heaven's Ward become enthralled? Sir Seraphin designed those with exceptional abilities. Seraphin designated those with exceptional abilities as members when he became the. That word. <laughs> Was he tempered at this point? Order. After former Heaven's Ward. <laughs> that word. I'll command right. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I, will, well. I refuse to Sir say it. Sir de Rochemont. <laughs> Sir Vaindro de Rochemond. Retired. <laughs> I refuse to read this properly. Seferin. Seferin was chosen Sephiroth. as Archimandrite and was allowed to designate the new members of the Heaven's Ward. The knights were turned when all 12 were granted an audience with the Archbishop for the first time. Keep in mind that the, that becoming tempered does not necessarily mean that the individual loses all their memories and characteristics. The Archbishop, in particular, could not risk the populace becoming suspicious of his actions, so he didn't fully cook the knights of the Heaven's Ward into mindless tempered... <laughs> a mindless tempered, opting to keep them at a rare state instead. <laughs> what the Lightly fuck? Heaven's uh, thus, they were not puppets uh, that did nothing but repeat words of worship, but he nevertheless ensured that they would obey his orders and never betray him. This is the difference between him and the other primals like Ifrit, 
but prefers their tempered well done. Is this his hang up? What? Like Yoshi P with the TV series? He's like, it has to be like food. I, you know what? I much prefer these analogies to the seasons. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm the maybe I am one of the only people that didn't realize this. I didn't think the Heavens Ward were tempered until the point in the Singularity Reactor. No, I never got the imp I got the impression that they were fairly evil people just in general. Yeah, but just so, so now I'm a bit more sympathetic to them. No, I remember yeah. there's a there's a scene with oh this is a long time ago the archbishop he talks is it the is it him the self whatever his fucking name is. Mm -hmm. Zephyrin. There's a point where he's like, I, I, I'm evil and you are evil <laughs> too. And then he goes, okay. And then he just goes, whoosh. And then something happens and he goes, sha, 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 and in front of him. Excuse me? <laughs> you know. Sha, 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 sha. He speaks I... with that voice, you know, from <laughs> the, the vault. You know what I mean? Oh, right, Lukino, yeah, yeah. I, this is, this is going to be work. But I want you, when this goes up, to put the actual clip of what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of. <laughs> I go mean, to the, go to the storybook <laughs> cutscene and I where you're going. I swear it happened. It happened, and that's when I went. Oh, okay. There's some tempering here. There's this is not real. Uh, I'm interested in this as well. In Especially the Sharha. <laughs> no. Why do, you, why do you make him sound like Meta Knight and fucking <laughs> Because I, who, no one can sound like that. I'm not tempered, I promise. Uh, all right. Um, so, uh, this was new information to me. I, mm. I did not realize this mm. at the time. Okay. No. I should have. People, people in chat are pointing out that they probably wouldn't have been able to do what they did in the vault if they weren't tempered. But no. I just didn't put that together at the time. I thought... Maybe they were the... Because, like, Izel herself is not tempered when she becomes a primal. Is she not? Not that I'm aware of. No. She chooses to give Hers up her flesh. She has, the echo. she has the echo, so yeah. she's immune to, she would be immune hmm. regardless. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just thought it was a bit like the heretics using the dragon's blood, but reversible. Like, they can just turn into yeah. big people. Yeah. I'm I mean I just thought French Catholic elves could just be that evil naturally. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't think much of it. Yeah. See, I didn't think that because I read their descriptions in the first law book and like based on their descriptions, like some of them you could perceive as like being willing to do this, but for some of them it didn't make sense, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Like their personalities didn't match with their actions. Right. Right. Oh, well, now we know. Uh, right. Uh, why do the Archons have marks in different places? Mmm, yes. This is very good. Uh, I would like to know more about the mark of the Archons. I noticed that the Archons bear the mark in a variety of places, like on both sides of the neck, on a cheek, or on the... Which kind? Which cheek? <laughs> <laughs> or the forehead. Is there That's a rank... That's where we are, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there a rank within the Archons or something that dictates where the mark goes? Uh, why is Oriange the only one that has the mark on his face, like Louis Soir and Matoya? That's a good question, actually. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, I want to know. 
Oda says that there are two designs for the Archon's Crest, the official one and the simplified version. Let's take a look at Monbrida, for example. The mark on her leg is the official crest, and the one on her neck is simplified. Each Archon can, can choose whether they would like to bear one or both, as well as where to put it. It seems like a bold choice for Orianje to have his, have his right on his face, but perhaps what he really wanted was to have it on his forehead, like his respected mentor, Louis Soie. So was Louis Soie bold from a young age? Mm. <laughs> See, that's... Mm, yeah. Pretty much, he was, hey. had a head of hair, and then he became Gorbachev, and uh, <laughs> a little but, Yes. Uh, this confirms that, like, they're the same thing. We thought one of yes. them was the symbol for the circle of knowing and one was an archon yeah. symbol, but they're both mm. the same. Yes. And they get to choose, which is interesting. Where, where would you put yours? Like I mean like part, top of your arm because it's not in the way. Yeah, probably the top top of my arm like uh like Graha. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not on your face. Well Moonbreeder's thigh one's a little bit weird. That's mm. cool. I'll give myself like a womb tattoo. That's what I'm saying. I am sorry, I'll... <laughs> I <don't even> <laughs> Is Graha the only person who has one right now that it doesn't have it visible? Um, yeah. Because his current outfit has sleeves, where his original, his Realm Reborn outfit did not. Does he not have the neck one? Does he have neck ones? Why do I not consider, like, I always just yeah. acknowledge the ones on his, on his arm. I think he has, a, he has the neck ones, so they are visible, yeah. Sinian is not. He does have the neck ones. Yeah, Sinian is not a archon, and I don't see him ever becoming one. No, forcibly tattoo him. No, Sinian. Hold him down. Is Makoto one? I believe Makoto is an archon, but no, she doesn't. I don't know where hers are either. Somewhere you can't see. Yeah, she's she's probably got like a tramp stamp on or something. Okay. Does the Namasu tribe... Friend... Yeah, we need to move on. We are, Time is ticking. We we must move. As interesting as it is to figure out where Mikoto's uh, is tattoo is, we must move on. Uh, does the Namasu tribe speak in the Ibakar... Sorry, Ibaraki... Iba... What, is, what am I reading? Ibaraki dialect. I have a question about... This is uh, Japanese. This is a Japanese translated interview. Yeah. I have a question about Namasu speech. In the Japanese version of the game, they use expressions like peo and goyape. Goyape. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did the correct pronunciation now. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems to be based on the dialects used in uh, Ibaraki Japan. Uh, Japan. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Japan. Japan. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at. He's so poor. <laughs> my language circuit switched to Norwegian mid sentence. Are they written to speak? Uh, sorry, I'm. I'm. Where am I? Uh, we weren't go. Oh, sorry. In Japan, are they written to, <laughs> to speak in the Ibaraki dialect? I did it. I got through it. Right. Um, that was only the question, though. <laughs> true uh we weren't going for the ibaraki dialect but rather a distinctive way to express emotions we started with upepe which leads <laughs> uh, led them to ending sentences with peo and P 
penna, which sounds similar. <laughs> this question does not translate. We will at we all. will get through this. We have a rule in the style guide for our scenario writers that clearly states that the Namatsu don't speak in the Ibaraki dialect. Gyoke does use the rule that says that. expression Gorjape, which is derived directly from the Ibaraki dialect, but we are using it to emphasize how eccentric he is. It's not a word all Namatsu use. We did it, and we got a lot from that question. Japan is not non-Japanese speakers. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. I'm crying. Interesting. <laughs> okay, all right. Why can summoners? Woo! Why can summoners call forth Phoenix? Also, is Tiamat upset about us summoning Bahamut? Oh, remember job lore for for skills. Oh, those are the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can understand how the Warrior of Light can summon Bahamut since they were at the Cartano Flats during the seventh Umbral Calamity and came in contact with Bahamut's ether. What? Not necessarily. No. That's only that's only, only one point um, players. legacy players. True. Uh, when it comes to Phoenix, however, they were teleported to the future just before Louis Wa transformed into Phoenix again. Legacy players. How can the Warrior Flight call it forth even though they have not been around its ether? Well, we got to meet Phoenix in um, Coils, though. Yeah, but not, if you've done not that. everyone has done Coil. Isn't it forced now? No. No. It is coil, it, coil has co never been forced. Coil should be. I wish they. I thought they'd changed it in the rejig to make you go, but never mind. I wish there was a way to make it required because the it is still baffling that we'll talk about this every fucking time we can't we're on time but it's a shame that it's not um okay uh, i play as a summoner but sort of feel beholden to tiamat she has mentioned that bahamut's soul and power were profaned by being called forth and i worry that seeing the warrior flight summon him may upset her will she eat me alive one day well wow. as, far, as far as i know that's the expression the greatest form expression of love from a dragon so mm. probably not mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oda says, Luis Wa used Phoenix's power of rebirth to reconstruct the environs destroyed by Bah Bahamut. This caused caused corrupted I can't say I can't speak today. <laughs> Another day where I can't speak. Corrupted crystals to appear all over the renewed Eorzea. Does the color look familiar? That's right. They're the same color as Phoenix. When oh. Phoenix returned to Ether, said Ether was spread all over Eorzea and embedded within the corrupted crystals. The Warrior of Light, who passed from Cartano into a Realm Reborn, unknowingly came in contact with Phoenix's Aether as well. This is why all summoners can call on Phoenix, regardless of whether they have completed the Binding Coil of Bahamut Raids. Hmm. Mm. So does that mean the zombies in Pharos Sirius are like a little bit Phoenix? Like, yeah, yeah, like, so, yeah. like 1% Louis Wine. Yeah, there's a, yeah. a little bit of Louis Wine. I don't know about that, Law. I mean, it's kind <laughs> of good, but it kind of feels a little bit. I don't know. I, I'm it's going, orangey, so it's Phoenix. I'm going to just guess that this is like something that was made up later, That, but they just yeah. kind of made sense because of the color. And like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. there you go. We've solved that. Moving on. Uh, which is fine. I mean, that's how lore 
develops yeah, uh, in yeah. games. So, yeah. Uh, regarding Tiamat, she was extremely displeased that the Telephoroi were abusing Bahamut's power. I would say she would not be very happy should you try to twist and misuse his power, his power, his power as well. Mm. So I Got guess as long that. as you use it correctly or like justly, she'll be fine with it. I think she'd be upset just uh, seeing yes. it. Cool. Someone is disrespectful. Mm -hmm. That one's not that strong, there. No, but it's you're still like using his like. I mean, it's still a little... It's like... Just do slash Bahum tiny and she won't be so. <laughs> Maybe she won't see it. Well, what, then what's the point? Um, why are you even doing it? Like, hey, Tiamat, look what I have. And then it's just a tiny Bahamut. Like, look at this. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> How do you feel about this? Are you what angry? What if you have the wind-up minion? Does she get offended at that too? I would assume well, that's so. Not... Well, that's just an automaton. So I, I don't know if... Yeah, making a mockery of him. Turning him into a little toy. <laughs> Unacceptable. I don't know. I think she, just why? Why do it? Why why, sh why do that? Um, don't be an asshole to Tiamat. She's been through enough. Yeah. She's free now, they say. <clears throat> that's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. uh, how effective are healers at healing injuries? Since the main story discussed a character's injuries recently, can you tell us more about medicine in Aorcia? Also, what is the extent of a healer's ability to heal an injury? That's interesting. Every time someone like plays an MMO, they're like, every time a character gets wounded, they're like, I just use cure uh, or, or raise. Uh, so let's see what Oda has to say about this. There are various schools of healing magic, such as white magic and conjuring. But all are methods of healing and purification by redirecting ether to replenish life force and bolster the target's natural healing capabilities. This means that magic will not work on targets whose life force is depleted and cannot be replenished, or is suffering from a disease that will not heal naturally. Symptoms like these are treated by using alchemical concoctions, which are the equivalent of real-life medicines and surgical treatments like uh, such... What is that word? Sutures. Sutures and amputation. I think it's it a is. pretty good, pretty good explanation that makes sense. to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like it in... Sorry, go on, okay. You can't heal, like, uh, Aaron Vold's, I guess, broken legs. No. Because no. that would require, like, actually moving the bones into place. Yeah. yeah. It kind of feels like a reference to real-life you know, like Renaissance medicine, though, where people went from, like, quack medicine to actual scientific methods. But in this game, they work. The quack medicine works. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a little bit weird. Uh, yeah. And the, the stuff for Rays, too, it's like, we're using Rays, you're using it on dead people. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, yeah. like, I mean, I know we always say, like, oh, I've died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd... You're knocked out. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is what yeah. it says. Yeah. Um... I think a lot of people don't understand that or don't know that that when you when you die in game or your HP reaches zero, you are knocked out. You're not actually mm. dead. You're not being brought back from mm. the dead. So yeah. there you go. Um, You're only dead if you disappear in sparkles, or if you yeah, or if you get yeah. blood out of your mouth. That that yeah. is a short sign that you're you're about to die. Uh, all right. <clears throat> uh, the land area of the in-game countries. Can you tell us the rough land area of the various countries that appear in the game, including Bosnia and Azim Steppe? It would be great if you could rank the largest and smallest country if you cannot tell us exact numbers. 
The Azam Step is a country. No. No, I call it a region. Yeah. Yeah. Um this well what part of is it under Doma? Like what uh, what is the Oh, well, it's like a this is step with like wandering tribes, so it's yeah, it's just no it's one wh owns wherever it. the tribes are really. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, this answer will only cover the three great continents, but if we were to rank the countries by land area, the Garlean Empire is the largest. So there you go, confirmed. That is a ma massive area that's underneath those clouds. Well, mm -hmm. I guess it includes the provinces then. So we've already... Probably. Okay, yeah. I mean, the Garlean Empire probably is just all of Ilsebad. Yeah. No yeah, other yeah. country ha covers the entire continent. True. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dalmasca should come in second had it been able to become one country instead of splitting. That's interesting. Uh, the Azim Steppe is also quite large when it comes to land area, but because the nomads living on the land have not formed a nation as such, it does not place in this list. Several large hmm. countries that are currently imperial colonies exist as well, but they are hidden by clouds on the world map. There you go, there are more mm. imperial colonies. In Eorzea, the city-states are usually smaller. Uh, Ishgard, in particular, suffered from climate change brought on by the Seventh Umbral <gasps> Calamity. Israel. <laughs> the dramatic drop in temperature has led to, to the state abandoning some of its lands, and the areas that currently function as part of it are pretty limited. Why did it abandon? The lowlands again. The Curthus. Is it just those Curthus? The Dominion bits? of Curthus, yeah. yeah. Who owns Zalfatol? The no one, I don't think. The no, just an exile. The exile. Yeah. <laughs> is technically just a mountain range, and the, the suppose, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. So he's saying that Ishgard is like the smallest nation of all of them, which makes sense. I it's, guess it's which just that sense. little, it's just the city, yeah, a little city on a rock. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. How many countries? Mm -hmm. Well, we've seen underneath the clouds at the bottom of Othad, though. Haven't we? Oh yeah, we have. Yes, yeah. we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an old map that they have yeah. included in the yeah. article. Yeah, it was like one or two places, there, maybe. And we can see. I just want to see. But we, it, on that map, clouds. you can see the size of Dalmasca. It's a pretty large area, though, so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which makes it Don't even worry, sadder. We'll never that go there we'll, again. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never go there. Um, okay, technically, we'll probably never go to the Garlean Empire either because it's probably no. going to break up in Endwalker. I mean, no. I mean, it already... We're going to Garlemald. Yeah. We're going to Garlemald, but we'll never see like the Garlean Empire at its peak, which, I mean, Garlemald uh, no. has collapsed, so... I mean, we're not seeing Garlemald at its peak. No, <laughs> we're not seeing no. that continent at its peak at all. Um, I would like them to release historic maps once they've uncovered the world. Yeah, maybe. I hope mm. they do that. That they have... Maybe next lore book. I would love yeah. that, please. Uh, okay. The Calamity's impact on the world. The Seventh Umbral Calamity rained shards of Dalamud all over Eorzea, causing catastrophic damage. Did anything happen to the other areas of the world? I'd like to, to know how the Empire and the continent of Othard were affected. Oh, yes. What you've always oh, wanted, Lakeel. Oh, it's such a short set. Oh, it's such a small <laughs> answer. Oda. Yes, the Calamity affected the world in varying degrees, because the life stream and ethereal currents flow through every corner of the world. Much like an earthquake, the impact was smaller in areas that are far away from Eorzea. Therefore, we can assume that it did not affect the Empire and the Far East very much. There, there it is. Go. There it is. Calamities yeah. don't have to be global cat catastrophic events. This is what Maybe I mean. Maybe it would have become this a global is, catastrophic this is event. A, this is a post-A Realm Reborn retcon. <laughs> but 
I will just accept it. This is the this is the guy, right? So his word is law. But this definitely is something his that happened. His word is law. Thank you very much. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that they did after a realm reborn like when they started thinking about the far east and stuff i think but uh because when during a realm reborn and 1.0 it was very clear that this was like a fucking planet devastation event that was happening didn't wasn't that oh. that's fine that's fine the very I, localized I it. yeah it. i accept yeah. it now because we understand it more like the, the it's been more fleshed out uh so mm. well, the fact that. is that Louis Soir did stop him in his tracks, that he could have gone on to go to the Yes, Empire it could have been a lot worse. That's true, yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Um, so, printing technology in Eorzea. In the L2, in the El Tau custom delivery El Tau, thank you. El Tau. <sighs> Old Tau. Old in the old toenail custom delivery quest line, it was mentioned that the machinery in the Skysteel manufactory <coughs> could be used to print. It also seems like Ishgard has many quests that mention books and printing. Like the memoirs of Count Edmond de Forton, for example. Could you elaborate on the printing technology and publication in Eorzea? Well, we oh, have yes. the newspapers as well. They didn't mention yeah. newspapers. Mithril Eye, hello. Herb, uh, yeah. Harbor Herald, mm -hmm. uh, The Raven. And the other one. Right. Uh, <laughs> the other one. <laughs> um, uh, what says, uh, letterpress printing is currently beginning to spread in areas like Ishgard and the Garlean Empire, where mechanization is advancing. Areas that have advanced mammoth technology, like Ulda, on the other hand, utilize mammoths made especially for transcription. Oh, that seems so inefficient. Yeah. <laughs> Transcription <laughs> mammoths can copy handwritten text and pictures to some extent. Though they are slower than letterpress printing, their ability to reproduce the original is quite impressive. Ether-based methods of copying, similar to glamour prisms and magic prisms, are used as a form of printing as well. Progress in printing has taken a different route in Eorzea compared to our world. Oh, I don't like the sound of ether-based. That sounds... I don't like that. Mm. I wish he address the newspapers yeah 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 because they've been going on forever maybe he forgot because it feels oh, like everyone's mean... forgotten about them right now i'm sure they aren't they usually based in old doll anyway so they probably just use the mammoths right no no no, no. Well, each city one has one, one. Yeah. Oh, each six okay that's yeah, right yeah. and they only get mentioned during season events no anymore well, well not even that anymore no no but they only used to they remember they used to be articles from the papers originally yeah and it was so mm. cool yeah i mean there's gonna be it's going to come back with the 15 event. That starts with the That's reporter. true, because, because that was oh, the yeah, style at the time. An old. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, are the Ixal domesticating boars? <laughs> <laughs> what? So, that's a question. You mean the shaggy shout? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Are the Ixal domesticating boars? I ask because bacon broth is an Ixali dish, and one of the ingredients, smoked bacon, is smoked boar meat. You can also find a shaggy shoat, a baby boar, inside a cage found in Selpathol. Oda. Yeah? Each of the beast tribes domesticates some type of animal or creature. In the case of the Ixal, this... Sorry, Ixal. This animal <clears throat> is indeed the boar, which is bred and raised. But not truly domesticated, because they have not yet started the process of selective breeding. This is why the shaggy shoat is described as a baby wild boar. These boars are fattened up and are ultimately eaten by the Ixal. By the way, wow. don't tell me that. That's depressing. By the way. <laughs> well, I've rescued one shaggy shoat, and I'll never let him. That's get true. Eaten. That's true. I mean, the, the the boars aren't even their primary 
like steed. Mm. They use wolves more often. Yeah. Well, these are purely for eating, Jogi. Boar burgers. <laughs> boar broth. Well, maybe we'll get a boar as a mount someday. That would be cool. That would be cool. A nice um, one from the Shroud. One of the classic ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is Feol's bell in the first made of bronze? I was very impressed by Feol's what? bell. The equivalent of the summoning bell uh, is a greenish hue, apparently made out of bronze. I assume this is because of the Fey, which inspired the Pixies, are repelled by iron. Is this correct? That's clever. I had no clue that was a thing at all. Mm. I suppose bronze does oxidize a bit green, but I just thought copper as well. Copper would make sense as well, yeah. Mm. I love that you found this very small detail. We told the designers that, um, that when players are in the first, they will be summoning a Pixie instead of their actual retainer, and requested they design the bell with that in mind. The result was a green bell. And we decided to go with it because it does not look like it's made from iron. So that was actually a choice. This is wow. t- tangential to the subject, but Eorzean summoning bells are made of silver with a brass pedestal. Boom. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's, mm. that's the sort of thing I like. Yeah, I like that attention to detail. That's very cool. And it's something I never thought about. <laughs> Ever. I don't think I've even looked at this bell for no. more than one quest. I've been like, okay, it's got wings. I think it's the only mm-hmm. thing that I've like registered about mm-hmm. the bell. Um, so that's cool. I don't okay. think I've ever summoned a retainer there. Ever, maybe. Oh, I definitely. <laughs> I, I definitely, definitely have. have. <laughs> I, I have. Do very it's much been a long time. Um, okay, are Diabolos and Diablo different beings? I noticed that the Diablo armament, which appears to be the uh, uh, which appears as the boss in the Dalriada, uses skills that are similar to the high-ranking Void Scent Diablos. I assume that the Void Scent that was absorbed to create the biological weapon was something similar to Diablos, but the Japanese version of the field record mentions that it is is of the Diablo species. Why are these terms written differently? Oda says you can assume they are the same type of Void Scent. The name is written differently in different contexts because the individual void scents uh, were summoned and recorded by different civilizations. Diabolos by the Maquis and Diablo by the Allegan. <gasps> That's interesting. So there's a species of Diablo or mm, Diablos. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that, that makes sense. Most void scents are not unique. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Well, even, no, but even if it's the same void scent, they're they've got different written names based on the culture. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like, I suppose, like Greeks and Romans. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's but really it does clever. confirm that the Diablo um, can't be the same as the Diablos we know from. No, it's just of, yeah, uh, of the same species. Or, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, this That is it. That is the, um, the Q&A. That was a really good Q&A. Uh, yeah. It's, I, very good. Yeah. it's yeah. always nice hearing from Ben. Right? That is the yeah. best yeah. interview thing that that's been for a long time yeah uh that's i wish really good information i think he ev- should get interviewed more yeah that's what i was going to say every time we read because we've read a banner order interview before in the past and i think we ended on the same note as like he need we need more uh of him um yeah because he's like he's like the main what is his t- what is his title like he's the um he's the lore master like he is the, yeah. the yes yeah so he knows everything about everything <laughs> so um yeah uh, there you go that was the banriado interview by four gamer very good uh, link in the description if you want to read it yourself um okay um we do have time so we will continue our 
Shadowbringers review. Rollo, you weren't here last week, but we mm -hmm. essentially... So what we'll have to do different today, because last week we had to just go through the MSQ, like summarize everything. We are at the yeah. end of the Shadowbringers uh, story, like the base story. Uh, mm. we need, um, I know that we are just going through the MSQ right now, which is something <laughs> we've already done before. But it is hard to like um, review the story without actually going through it, if you know what I mean. Uh -huh. But we'll try to be better at that uh, today. Um, so we're we're getting close to the end of the MSQ. So we we are we still have to kill the Light Warden of Kalusha. This is where we are in the story. Oh, spoilers, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I wonder who the Light Warden of Kalusha is. Wow. Hmm. Wait for the bonk. There it is. Uh, yes. Um, so there's this whole thing where we learn what meal is. Uh, with Kaishir, uh, we learned that it's actually... <laughs> this is a good reveal, actually, because if you haven't paid attention, attention. you this might have been a bit of a shock. But even if you oh. were paying attention, it was kind of a thing. Like, that, I mm. thought that was a really good reveal when, they're, when you're like getting that realization that he's been eating potentially his friends, because that is, like, implied. But no, not actually his friends. No, no, because we learn later that they're alive, but that's a different part. Which but, ruins yeah. it. It ruins it, but at it... that point, we let's not get ahead yes. of ourselves. At that point, it is implied that he might have eaten his friends, right? They might have been in the meal. Um, so uh, we figure out that um, that's the thing, and we go to to, to confront Vol 3, and then we get to fight well. with Ranjit. Oh, shit! It's Ranjit! Mm. He's back, and we. Why does it exist? Uh, it's it's Shadowbringer Xena. How do you feel about that fight? <laughs> oh, it's so Zena. boring. Right. Some, I think someone in chat, in the comments for the last episode, or someone in chat brought this up. Ranjit should have died at Amarang, which I think we all agree with. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then the final, the like, the end fight of this duty should have been the Jonglers. Yeah. Yeah. Thorn. Yeah. Do you think maybe they thought thing. Ranjit was cooler? But that's why oh, they did not it. Cool. But apparently some people think he is cool. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean he has I a cool design. Was... And he yeah, has some... okay. But we'd already fought him like twice. Like why did they have <laughs> to do it again? It takes it away from Thancred's accomplishment for him to not to defeat him. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Thancred fucking sucks and he's a baby and we need to do everything. Thancred's again. cool. How dare you? <laughs> Um, I think he overstayed his welcome in the storyline. Yeah, at that last fight, I thought this is unnecessary. Yeah. The end of the, like, all of the conflict for Ranjit is between Thancred and him about who is the better parent to yeah. Reen. Yeah, yeah. We have no facts. real connection with Ranjit. No. Uh, okay, so yeah, we fight him, and then we get, get into Vothri's chamber, and he, that's when, like, the... <laughs> The Sin Eater Tit. Sorry. Yeah, I was hoping you'd bring that up, Mela. <laughs> Sorry, what? The little wings. Oh. <laughs> yes. It was like um, the caterpillar from... Oh, yeah. Bugs <laughs> yes, yes. Bugs <laughs> That's a <laughs> reference. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he turns into... Well, he, not yet, but he, he is revealed as the Light Warden of Kalusha, essentially. Yeah. Flies off. Um, so now we have to go to Mount Golg, which is now like floating in oh. the air. Um, 
It was a good visual. Oh yeah, no, it was cool. Before we got there. <laughs> kind of ruined with the giant Talos, but it's fine. I could... The whole Talos... I'm reminded of... Like, when we talked about Uldar's mammoths, I thought about the same... Like, that's the same sort of... <laughs> stupid technology where they're like yeah how can we power this machine oh yeah we'll just build another machine that will push it like what is that stupid idea they probably invented the telos first a long time ago and i'm like wow the telos can do so many things why yeah. bother inventing other things true true i will say though this use of the telos makes more sense like they're building a giant fucking telos that was Go, going to help us get on there, right? Yeah, it grabs well, the mountain. Yeah, it grabs well, the mountain. Well, first we have to repair the lift. Yeah, oh, we yeah. have to repair I mean, the lift. This was like the weak, one of the weakest points for me. Yeah. It was a real like downer after the chase of Vortwing. Like, oh, well, there is, there and... is like one moment with Emmett Selk that is very interesting mm -hmm. there. That's sort of yeah. where he... Um, he kind of tr tries to reveal something like he's like vague, like his vague posting a little I bit. I feel like this yeah. is the point at which <laughs> I feel like this is the point where Emmett Silk has the most faith, that faith in us that we can actually stop the light. Yeah. 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 Um, anyways, we, we get the thing to work, uh, with the help of China's. Well, China's is like, an engineer, right? That's his like job. Mm -hmm. he, used... he used to work on all of that sort of stuff. He yeah, was... yeah, he's he's Sid. he was the head of Talos uh, production in uh, Norvrand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we get up to the second level uh, or the upper level of Kalusha, and now we get the Talos. We don't have to go through everything that happens there. It, there's so much. He gra we. Make big Talos. Talos a, holds on. There's a lot of dwarf stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of dwarf. A lot of dwarf, a lot of dwarf stuff. We, we, Basically, the dwarfs are so late in the story, to be honest. Yeah, we meet the dwarves. There's the whole thing. They gatekeep you unless you're a dwarf as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you get to Just go. Like the Norwegians, Mela. <laughs> you can never have a Kushli Mela. Um, so you climb the Talos. And you now unmount Golg. We'll talk Damn. about the dungeon uh, when yeah. we do the dungeon reviews, so we're mm -hmm. not going to go into that. But this was very cool in that you do a dungeon and immediately jump into oh, a the trial. trial. Yeah. I liked that. Mm -hmm. I also you're saying, like... You don't want the last boss of the dungeon to be 4-3. It pushes you on to do right. anything. Yeah, because that was mm. I started to the, worry that that was going to be the case that he was going to be the last boss. I remember at the mm. time thinking that the trial with innocence or with War Th well we didn't know if War Three was innocence well yeah right you could theorize yeah but I thought that would occur before the dungeon because mm. this is the first time the second trial is not at level set at oh. like level blankety seven mm. yeah true yeah true they broke the mold yeah it worked yeah mm-hmm. Uh, yes, so uh, there's this is where the whole reveal of um, Emmett's plan, because we we eat up Vothri's like light, right? Yeah, we restore the sky, close. and then yeah, we start to like break, we fall down, and then um, uh, and Emmett was disappointed in us. Yeah, and he shoots. Well, yeah, Gra Gra well, that, yeah, Graha does the whole. Oh, I'm gonna suck the light out of you and then i'm haha i am the villain actually uh you can suck the light out of me grow high anytime 
same. Uh, then uh, um, the suck fails. So, uh, well, the suck doesn't fail. He's no, mid-sucking. It fail. He gets shot. He's mid-sucking. <laughs> that's the worst thing to happen. Yeah, I know. Mid-sucking and then get shot. Uh, you don't want to... No, okay, we're not going. So he, <laughs> he falls over. In a comedic way, he falls over. Um, yeah. uh, and behind him is just... It's just Emmett Suck with a gun. I think that's such a it's funny so, visual. It's so funny. It's like mm, unlimited magics, <laughs> unlimited power. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> you know what? Just fall back on the gun. Um, like just, I just, it has to be for fun too. He had to be like, I'm well, pulling out the pistol today. You know what? Like, <laughs> Anybody? His Emmett Silk body is not necessarily that strong. I mean, true. remember, Varus shot and killed an Emmett Silk before. True. That's true. True. He is still an Asian, though, and he has Asian powers. So, I mean. Well, he might have teleported but, to Melweb and took one of hers. It looked good, <laughs> maybe, I guess. So. Maybe to use those powers, he has to, like, break the form he's in. Right. And he doesn't do that until also, he gets the Tempest. Also, chat is pointing out, it worked. I mean, doesn't matter what tool he's using to uh, to, yeah. to yeah. do it. Um, Why exert yourself? Right, right. Um, so he he's like, okay, you're gonna fucking you're gonna turn into a sin eater, and you are pathetic. Blah blah blah. Uh, I'll take my I'll take the princess to another castle. Essentially, is what happens. Yeah. He he's, again. I'll take my housing item. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soon to yeah. Soon to be. Uh, oh. When is it coming? When is the Grahatia crystal outdoor <laughs> item coming? Diable too, please. To make, I want to make him want it so that he can react to it in the same way he reacts to the two minions. Yeah, him. hey, want to see my house? Oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, I brought this with me, actually. Mm. This. <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> all, all this happens to, of course, so we're like, just throwing up cum, just like it's, yeah. it's just yeah because we're right. like having it all over the floor because we weren't the one that was sucking up the light yeah that's true that's true <laughs> well, i guess we've been sucking up the light the whole time. we've been <laughs> sucking a lot of light since, since we've been though, busy. It, is, it, it is cool it, it was kind of cool to see your character be like bleh, bleh, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> so the, the sin this, at least it cuts it in these cutscenes, I assume your helmet gets automatically taken off because it would be funny otherwise. Oh my god, it could get oh, like, all over your that. helmet. Yeah. I would love it to just change it slightly. It's just like dripping. Out oh, yeah. You should redo the cutscene with the replica mist bed helmet. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just like you see it pour out. Yes, pouring out of the. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um... So, uh, this is uh, where we wake up uh, in the Crystarium after that. There, there's a lot happening, but we, we just, let's not. We don't have to go into the details. It's a good scene, right? It's a good setup for what's, what's next. And mm -hmm. now for the perhaps biggest... There's like a couple of surprises along the way here. Um, we need to go to where Emmett Selkis. But he's like mm -hmm. underneath the, the water. Like he's, he's in the ocean outside of Kalusha. So we're like, how the fuck oh. are we going to get there? Before that, do we want to talk about how Ranganjay has been lying to us again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He saw our 
Hold Someone told him to lie. So, so this is yeah. this is the other arc that has been like going on. This is the eighth Umbral Calamity storyline that has been brewing under the surface. But there's like something's off, and Orianje is being coy and weird. And now he's like he's also being weird, by the way, in that scene with uh, when Emmett Selk is like shooting Graha. He's <clears> like, <throat> no, don't go there. It's like, oh, you knew, and there was like this, all this. Orianje is. I don't know. Should we trust Orion? I mean, he's not. He's always. He's never the game. But he's the eight final sentence. Yeah. Anyways. And, and Graha told him to do it. He's like, like, listen, yeah. for this to work, you got to tell him this. It's weird how they always yeah. like circle out like Orianje, though. It always has to be Orianje. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he had a vision of the uh, potential future um, mm -hmm. where the Eighth Umbral Calamity happened. Uh, what he didn't tell us was that he saw all of us dead. Um, no, he did tell us he saw all of us oh, dead. Oh, he did? Yeah. But that was a lie. He never saw that. Oh, sorry. It was the other way around. Yeah, he never saw that we died. Right. That was just a motivation for us, I guess. Right? Yes. Um, what was it? He did? Oh, God, this is so long ago. I, he, we're in... This is where we're in that room with the, the big TV. <laughs> it's not a TV. The, the TV. <laughs> yeah, he's Graha's, he's Graha's like bedroom attached to the ocular. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, right. So we we what is it he saw? What was it he had lied about? He saw he didn't see anything. Oh, right. The whole thing was, was a lie. lie. That's what it was. I was trying to remember what he actually saw, but he didn't see anything. That's true. Um, yeah, he made it up. Um, so now we have to go to the Tempest. The, the whole Eighth Umbral Calamity storyline, by the way, sort of left a little unres like it's left for side content as well. There's it's, like a, it's, I mean, it's left with the the side story. Yeah, from the so, Tales from the Shadow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Tempest, we need to get there. We go to Lakeland, and it turns out that that island outside of the Isle of Ken. Oh uh, yeah, that turns out to be. This version of this version, sorry, the firsts, Bismarck. Uh, and he's, he's way cooler in the first. Yes, he speaks Fey. Yeah, it's very, a, very. We've, a, very, we've, a, yeah, we've he says seen the, a primal version of Bismarck on our. That's true. Yeah, Shard. true. Could be something different. True. Mm. Uh, we have to clean him up a little. I think we is that it. I think <laughs> he get his yeah, barnacles. barnacles. Oh yeah, the barnacles. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and then we're off, uh, and he dives into the, the sea, blows a big fat bubble. Oh. And, and basically oh. disrupts the ecosystem of an entire. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's like, fine. They can't like, swim up to their houses anymore. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, for fish people. Yeah. So we get to see the Tempest, which was a big reveal. There, they kept that secret, but there's a secret within the secret. Um, so we we wander around, and every time you wandered around down there, you saw that there was like some like light shit like in the distance, but it's very difficult to like make out. Mm -hmm. Did any of you make it out? Like figure it out before it was <sighs> revealed? No, no, no it's, it's way too hazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's this whole quest with the uh, the uh, the Ondo. Yeah, the Walmart Sahagen. Yeah. Um, 
so we we help so, them and then uh, i think you stole us like some rubbish yeah there's some help the queen lay some eggs or whatever isn't right or is that a that's side an quest? optional quest oh sorry that's a side oh, quest. That? yeah uh well, your stole is like oh there's this architecture there's like some remnants of some architecture here that lines up with some of the cave drawings i think is what she is that we saw in uh the uh, Rav, uh ravana not ravana kitana ravel 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 um ravel ravel um so we start looking for more and long story short we find the second surprise amarot is down there and that reveal is one of the biggest shocks i've ever had in this game that reveal was massive and it's not even like what i expected from 14 for it to be just like a handful of buildings you know in a little so it's a fucking massive city um mm. yeah it feels like big like even when you get flying you can still see pretty often to the distance and see some buildings but you can also like yeah land on a lot of them it's really expansive yeah. and tall yeah. and super cool yeah yeah um and it's like an architectural style that you couldn't imagine in our world right right wow. yeah it doesn't even exist no, that's true. It's just no, it's not really. Eventually, it will disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, not as long as we play the game. No. And then you go down there, and you realize that massive really is the word because you are tiny compared to everything. Yeah, yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. and then the the fucking cubist just litter the streets. <laughs> yes, which I I have to assume it was just like that. Yeah, and Emmett Sup was like, back in my day, we used to like fighting the fucking cubists. Don't you complain? <laughs> are they like malformed? <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I don't know if that's true because Cubists appear in other parts of the Tempest as part of Fate, unless they escaped <laughs> Emerald, I guess. And I, like, just... I like Maybe. the idea that they were just like tiny pests that they just normally fought. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So okay, and that also like this. The okay, we're at the third shocker right now, which is when you talk to a, one of the people, like, long people there, they have this, like, <laughs> scary voice. Like, they talk like this. That's how they speak. I feel like some people from near talk like them almost. They I forget kinda, who. I, you mm. know what they sound like, Rollo? They sound like the Twilly in Twilight Princess. Yes. Oh, they, yes. They do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh... There's not actually much there. I think there's no. a few longish quests where I think this is where you meet Hythlodius and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you do a little bit, but it's actually quite a short quest line in Amarok. It is, yeah. Um, then you have this uh, fight, sorry, not fight, but you have this um, encounter with Emmet Salk. Uh, and Emmet Salk is like pissy because you, you're still not dead. <laughs> and <Yeah>. you, have, <laughs> you have come here again. Uh, not again. You've come here for the first time. And now he's like, Come fight me, bro. Uh, and he wants to show you what really happened. Yeah. Yeah. So then he takes you to the greatest dungeon in the well, game. Hythlodius yes. also shows us how Emmetsel really feels as well. But mm. that was an unintentional thing mm. that he created. Yeah. That's true. Uh, or was it? Mm. Well, I think it was unintentional, but that was part of that was still a part of him that he wanted us to know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, and then that is followed by Hades. We can well, we don't need to talk about the fight. We definitely should talk about like the reveal. Um, oh, that was 
mad, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I How think did I... you react to that then, Rollo? <laughs> I, I like it, but I got pulled out, like, instantly of just, like... Because like, he Because, <laughs> like, when you go... He does like, this I, thing? He, he does, like, the... Oh, I am. <laughs> and like this demonic, like, what's this yeah. fucking shit? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the voice was weird. Yeah. Like, it was, it was yeah. cool, it's, but it was like, what? It's very JoJo, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Uh, all right. It, it's, it's like a fucking like Sentai transformation. <laughs> to, like like the, the villain of the week is yeah. going to turn into the big monster. Yeah. 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 I just, I got like. Was, it just hit me like a like a fucking wall. Yeah, that one. <laughs> not was, bad. It's no. not bad. It was just. It was, yeah. Love it. It was like a moment where I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> just a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "What is this?" Um, no, I was too caught up in the moment. Mm. I didn't question it at all. I mean, it's funny <laughs> now, but it, in the time I was like. That's uh, so well, cool. there were two things. I was a little taken aback by Hades because it's so long ago. I when I before this, whenever I heard. Hades, I pictured Hercules, Hercules. like the Disney yeah. movie Hades. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. the, the name. And then he does the, it's like, oh, there's a lot. Um, but yeah, I get over yeah, that very should, quickly. They should have got James Woods to voice, him, or <laughs> voice uh, Emmett Selk. No, that would be great. He's a bad man. He is a bad man. Oh, a very bad man. Yes, he is. Uh, all right. So that's that. Uh, we fight him, um, and then of we course win. we win. And then Emmett Cell we dies him in like shattered white orosite. Mm -hmm. We like stick it all he, over him. He's not really dead. Like he can come back still. I didn't get that impression. Why no, he's you been sealed up? You didn't get the impression that he could come back. Is that what you're saying? No. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You. No. You did not. As in, no. I did. Yeah. I did not think he could come back. But right. people are saying that he can. People no, are I, saying that his ether is not fully gone or something. I'm so afraid of that. Please uh, don't do it. Nidhogg's eye. Yeah. Listen, you. You get one more. You get like, oh, you clutch the seams thing. Yeah. And, and you get one more. Mm. After that, I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I just don't want, yeah, I don't want them to bring him back. I'm afraid because every time a villain gets very pop or anyone gets popular uh, mm. in the game, they're like, oh, we can't kill them. We'll bring them back. Yeah. Mm. I don't mind being able to channel him like we do in the Warrior of Light fight, but I don't want him to come back as a character. Right. Yeah. 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 Ooh, Probably. thunder. Sorry. Ooh. Like, do you think... If if this is true, mm. as people have been claiming, mm -hmm. do you think he will come back as himself, or do you think he will come back similar to that that gray fairy in the fairy beast tribe quests that is like its own, like their own person that has well, like own ether? I, uh, I like it, I mean, I sort of be okay like, with that like but it would have to be in dragon ball z <laughs> shut up I, I was thinking that too and i hate you for fucking saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well well no no matter what they bring him back as i i just when people when so, when someone's brought back i we have a prime example xenos yeah mm. exactly it there is a chance that the magic 
that was, you know, their character disappears <laughs> when they've been revived. I, Re I don't think Xenos had that universal appeal. I though. think Xenos mm. was better before he was brought back. Yeah. I don't think that's because he had a satisfying opinion. ending, right? Yeah. Emmett Selk had a satisfying ending. And he had a very good character arc that came to a natural end in the story. Uh -huh. Bringing him back will require them to build a new character arc for him, like a new character story. What the fuck does he have left to do? <laughs> Love. Some would argue, what does Graha have to do in this story? Well, Gra <laughs> well Graha can start. I mean, it's like, well, Graha it's can like start Graha. anew. That's different. Yeah, It's like Raubon. Like, Raubon has completed his arc. A, yes. a while ago. Yeah. And that it's totally fine to still have him around and do stuff. Like yeah. he, he's a complete character. But they didn't have to bring him back alive to do that. Yes. No. Just because you like a character that's died doesn't mean we have to bring him back. It's what I mean. Like people die when they are killed, which is a great yeah. quote from <laughs> from this channel. Is this from is this a speaker's thing? Uh, no, the people that's from that's from fate. No. That's from fate. Oh, it's from fate. <laughs> Well, we yeah. we say it a lot. It's been mentioned a lot <laughs> here. Say it a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and that, and, I, and I think that well, should every be. Time they... Yeah. Go on. Sometimes when they bring people back, it works out. Look at Yotsu. Yeah, that was that was a really good. One. No, I don't know. Yotsu was a little bit weak for a while. It did work out, but I don't know. Yot... They don't. They shouldn't bring him back. Emmett Salt. Wait, are you saying they brought Yotsu back? Well, we thought she died. Oh, at, right, uh, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and Gasetsu. But she she died and came back in the same like story. Like there was just a few quests later. She was like, I mean, at the end of the story, we saw her, right? Mm. That yeah. she was Xenos alive. On did the it with it. Xenos did it within a patch patches time. It wasn't that much longer. That's true, but his death was my. We saw him in fact, die. It, was prob it probably it probably was the same amount of time to be honest, because it's from level fifty seven to level sixty for Yotsu, and from for Xenos, it's from level of oh, sorry 67 to 70 whereas xenos is the end of 70 to like one patch later i don't know if that's the yeah, same amount of but time xenos like... didn't always come back as xenos no because he was the astian as well so there was a lot of weird xenos thing and they, they just ruined xenos he was a good character until then yeah i don't know if I we can compare yatsu to emmet selk either I don't even know if we can compare no. Xenos to Emmetsuk, to be honest. Emmetsuk is very special in uh, in his like, how he was executed, which is why it is so dangerous to bring him back. Yeah, can't bring mm. him I back. prefer that he is dead, because it was a good story when he was alive, and then he died, and then that was good as well. <laughs> and now, make, him like make a new character. Don't recycle. Make like yeah, make him like Oob. Yeah. Make the... Uh, <laughs> se sem elk. <laughs> All right, we have killed him. Um, Graha staggers towards us. This is where you can say his name. Um, this is the best, best scene ever. Uh, when he cries. Oh, the anime tears. No, he he oh. will come back. No, he will come back as a Rogadon. He'll be Sermit Elk. Shut up. Shut That's quite funny. So oh. then you return to the Crystarium. Uh, and that's when you get that scene where you're like walking, walking towards people cheering, and then you do the swing, and then it's the you know we see the oh. warriors of darkness from from your of your uh, returning to the Crystarium as well. 
Yeah. So we should probably talk about Aaron Bold at some point. Yeah, we'll do that at the end of of this. And then uh, there's the. I I mm. that, that was so cheesy, but I loved it. You get like the the music sting too for the shadow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's my secret kid. <laughs> and then we bring yeah, we get we go back to to Totaru, and then that's that. That's the end of the MSQ. Now we haven't talked about um, Ardbert at all. Um, so let's talk about that because th- there are so many arcs. There's so many plots uh, in this uh, story. Um, the uh, Ardbert story yeah really liked Ardbert mm-hmm. in that he couldn't interact with us properly he he was like a ghost at yeah. the funeral or whatever he was like uh he just he wanted so much to interact with this world that he used to be a part of yeah like when they meet set up and stuff and it was so well yeah. done yes it's crazy that he's not more mad than he is he's actually relatively sane considering he is been in a world that he cannot interact with for a hundred years at this point yeah, yeah. Like, it's just some point you're just kind of like eh, i'm here <laughs> yeah but he kind of like wandered around aimlessly until he realized that we could see him mm-hmm. unless it sucks uh it's an the only thing that i really i really like the arbert story throughout shadow ringers but i will say that it is weird the name change is a little strange uh, because he, he was known as Arbear in on in the three point four or three point three. I don't remember when he was introduced. Um, three point two, I think. Three point two, very early, yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> in Shadowbringers, like, uh, my name's actually Ardbert. Uh, that was uh, a cover name I used. Very good, I... Ardbert. Ardbert and Arbear. You can barely tell the difference. Why? You're in a different dimension. <laughs> Your name could have been like fucking. <laughs> Fart face, it would be dead better. Don't no. go with like, oh, what's my name? Ardbert. Hmm. Ardbert. Well, it's not because they were trying to hide their name, their identities. They needed names that matched our world. Maybe he just felt jealous of all the others because like the naming schemes for all the other races are actually quite a bit different mm. on all compared to the first, whereas here names are kind of the same. There are many a Bert in this in the, in and, that, and i find it yeah. funny that if, if we step out of the story and think about the people that wrote this at some point <laughs> while they were making this story they're like our bear is a bit like i don't know i don't like that name let's make a new one and they're like ardbert <laughs> okay i think this is I mean, because, you know, they don't they only plan the story so far, of course. And some storylines get picked up and dropped. Yeah. I think this really shows that the Warriors of Darkness thing in, yeah. like, Heaven's Word was very, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you know, just some, like, evil dudes show up. They'll <laughs> <laughs> think about it. But I, I like that they gave it a reason, though, in the game. Like, they, yeah. were, they didn't I just do an awkward, like, I'm Ardbert. I've always yeah. been Ardbert. Yeah. I always felt that like they set up they like to set up like plot lines like two expansions and ahead of themselves like the warrior of darkness thing came up later and now the like why would they even bother to have introduced well, um Asahi if they weren't planning on doing this in the end I think they confirmed like, Asahi we, has, actually has a lot of plot we read we read an interview with Yoshi P where I think he confirmed that they were you know that was they Shadowbringers that was definitely them, not um, thought of thought out at that point we read that interview when are you sure yes yes i'm sure i know but they do make but he did say that they make 
they make stuff like this on purpose so that they can pick it up later. Like we've that we've definitely read that. That's how you'd make game mm. story. Okay. But um yeah. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with Elidibus, right? Is, they definitely didn't know what to do with Elidibus. Yeah, so th 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 I think it was a very recent interview that we... Well, maybe not recent, but uh, it was definitely one where he essentially said that, you know, we didn't know the story of Shadowbringers until, like, like mid-Stormblood. So, oh, they... Like, define mid-Stormblood. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't and I refuse. Like, and also, Rollo remember, has been frozen for three minutes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought he was just very uh, uh, yeah. contemplative. Um, because remember, they say they start working on the next expansion as they're working on the current as like before they even finish the the. Hmm? Well, well, this is what we will have to hey. have until the end. So, good luck. <laughs> okay, look up. You, you just yeah okay. Mm. This audio, um, audio listeners, Rollo just disconnected and it's fucked up the video feed. Okay. Yes, because oh. like they say that they work start working on the next expansion while they're still working on the previous one. Mm -hmm. That is true. They're like a couple of years ahead, maybe a year or two ahead. Mm. They, uh, I think they definitely knew about Shadowbringers at the, by the time Stormblood released. Maybe by Stormer, but because the Warriors of Darkness were in like early Heavenswood. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say anything because you know how my memory works. But I'm pretty sure we have. There see, he that's, is. That's why. Oh, there right. <laughs> no, but see, I will remember certain things. <laughs> no, he's not there. <laughs> that's not a flattering pose. Oh, there you go. There we go. I the, the storm is. <laughs> Uh, fluctuating my power a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Uh, well, we are almost at the end of the main show. Um, okay. We will. Oh, God, we have to do the yeah, fucking really patch story. I have to split that. But yeah, we'll have to do the patches. We we will just quickly go through the patches. They're very easy to sum up. Okay. And also, I'm sure someone will remind us of how the that interview, if anyone remembers, where Yoshi P said the thing. Mm -hmm. I know we've covered it and we've discussed it. I think what they mean with their work two years ahead is that they think they plan out like stuff like systems and, and stuff like that ahead of time. The story, remember, the story is like when they lock themselves into the, the hotel room, but they don't do that oh, until yeah. like mid-expansion usually, right? Isn't that when they do that? I don't remember when they do it. I thought it was earlier that than that, but... Because so, I remember whoever, having that revelation about the story. It was was like, oh, it wasn't planned that early uh, as I thought. Because mm -hmm. I always had this romantic idea of how the story of 14 has always been like, you know, it was always <laughs> planted uh, way ahead, but it, it turned out that that wasn't the case. I remember that very vividly, but I don't remember the details. So, sometimes when I hear about how the story's written, it's somehow feels like they're on a train putting the tracks in front of them mm -hmm. and then also behind them yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the patch story. Um, the 5.1 story was... Um, <sighs> This was Rough. the one where he originally tried to begin getting their bodies back to the soul. Yeah. 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 But there's also I mean, the, the Yulemore. Yeah. There's also yeah. the Yulemore political patch. This yeah. is the weakest it's patch, patch uh, of I mean, Shadowbringers. It is the weakest patch. I don't think it's bad. It is the weakest It doesn't patch, have to be though. bad to be weak. It's a weak patch. No. I rough. mean, point one patches are always the slowest because, mm -hmm. I mean, you just finished off with this great bang. Yeah. 
And now it's like, okay, we have to build up to the other story, but you can't like just jump in there. You still have to right. build up to it. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was a little bad. Especially I think the Yulmo side. It was forgettable. I just, uh, the dungeon yeah. was quite good. The Grand Cosmos? But, yeah. But then meeting the new Mo boy or girl. Um, yeah. It's a they. They don't have gender. Uh, 5.2. 5.2. Yeah. This is the big lore dump one where we get the Venar stuff. Um, yeah. We they have the thing that Anamnesis and Ida where he sort of gets stuck reading holograms or whatever. Yeah. Storage device. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this is where they set up Elidibus pretending to be Ardbert. Yeah. He's a This is warrior of. The star showers begin, and also doesn't yeah doesn't the light come back at some point, or is it just no? The that's not until the next patch. Okay. Yeah. Um. Remember when we th remember when they showed us those two like people that were that got the echo from the star showers, and we thought yeah, oh, they were and then they <laughs> never came back. Right. <laughs> because it's because of the Rogadin's voice. He's like, oh, it's, I'm I'm the warrior of light now. <laughs> 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 he fucking talks like that. <laughs> Yeah, um, this was, I don't know where that, what I would call this. It's an okay patch. It's a good... I it's, a it's a setup a, patch. I'm, yeah. It's a setup patch. I don't think it was a good point to leave us for the drought that we would have as a no. result of I, the global I, I, pandemic at the time. The, this is weird to say. I mean, I don't think it's weird to say, actually. But, like, we obviously, we're players that are always playing and always on top of patches that come out. Yeah. I wonder, and I really think... Now, for newer players who experience like these arcs pretty much all in one go, mm -hmm. I'm sure it's a lot more satisfying. And like, it, like I'm, yeah. I would say the arc from point one to or five point one to five point three feels a lot better. Yeah, and like without the the big pauses, you still get like the poignant mo moments at the end of the mm -hmm. patches, just like you know, slapped on there. Yeah, uh, but you do it all in one go. So I, I think that's the thing we have to think about as how it's being experienced now. Right. Compared that's to how, how we right. did it. That's true. Yeah. We should probably have that as a disclaimer that we experienced this like as they came out. <laughs> so we have the droughts yeah. in between. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So 5.3, which is the first patch to like break the uh, the drought uh, due to the pandemic. Um, well, this is the end of Shadowbringers patch. This is the yes. end. Yes. Uh, so well, this is where we get the whole star shower revelation. Um, people are like, "Oh, I'm a warrior of darkness now." Um, light. Oh, sorry, light. Uh, you do. We we get he heroes gauntlet. Um, mm -hmm. uh, a dungeon you guys really don't like. It sounds like I don't think any of you guys really like. I don't it. think it's, it's just not. Great. It's not bad. It's just not. It's a forgettable dungeon. It's, it's just um, it's not it's the a fun conclusion romp. I would hope for. I can see how I can see how you know it, it's it's an in the thing that bothers me is the bosses are just <laughs> what? The, bosses the bosses don't the, the bosses the first don't one feel like sucks. they should be bosses. They're all just people. Yeah, the it's last boss I can sort of see is a little fun, but yeah. it's the most yeah. fun boss there. I'll say that, but. The, like the enemy variety in Heroes Gauntlet is very boring visually. Yeah, yeah. It was not a great dungeon, but it was a great trial. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was a very mm -hmm. satisfying conclusion. For we'll boy. talk about the dungeon in more detail. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, have yeah. yeah. We're not, we shouldn't talk okay. about it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, okay, so uh, this. Oh, there's also Elidibus. There's the whole Elidibus thing here. Um, 
Is this the patch where we gather up all of the job stones? Yes, yes. the crystals for yeah. all the uh, the convocation. I mean, Elidibus as well, just like with Emmett, gets this whole like grand send-off uh, here. Mm -hmm. um, it was a very we're... satisfying conclusion to a character that up until this point was left very... Not that great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I, it I, again. It's weird because uh, with the kind of retroactive stuff and building the tracks ahead of them as they're as they're writing this, it's like weird because all of a sudden, it'd be like this character, uh, you know, a little bit that has been very stoic, mm -hmm. very nothing, yeah. is like I'm experiencing doubts now. Right. And it doesn't. Yeah. It feels like it comes out of nowhere almost. Yeah. And I get that he's spending like a little bit more time with us, but it feels really abrupt. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's still it's still very good conclusion and everything, but it's it's like that thing in uh, uh, when Papaline was about to die or whatever. Uh, yeah. Or or um, with the 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 lease reveal, yeah. it's like the camera zooming in on the lease <laughs> for some reason. I think it's not that he's experiencing doubt. It's that we're questioning why he's doing what he's doing because up until this point, he never questioned that. Well, he's uh -huh. like he's been like it's. I mean, he's been tempered, right? He's essentially a th he's been doing. Um, we we start to understand Zodiac. why his yeah is tempered by Zodiac, and it's like we're starting to under. It kind of makes sense why he's so one track mind all the time. It's obvious when you think is... about it in retrospect because he was tempered. Well, he's he's tempered he's tempered by Zodiac, and he is Zodiac, so yeah. he was summoned was with a, a purpose. Yeah, but he doesn't. He hasn't. But he the has real no Elidibus is still in there. For that. Yeah. Also, he's a yeah. fucking baby. Yeah, he's a child. He is a child. He's his voice actor was miscast in the English version. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They did. Uh, they kind of rushed him a bit. I feel he's been around for so long, and I feel like the end of it was a bit rushed. I think it was a lot happened very quickly with him because they had to wrap yeah. up. Yeah. But yeah. I still it's... think his send off was. Yeah, well, it was it was fantastic trial. trial. Yeah. It feels weirder because it's split across point two and point three, which was so far apart. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. But it, I really like the conclusion to a little bit how it really make it explains why all of these ideas are so like dumb yeah. up until this point. Mm -hmm. We've always questioned Elizabeth's plans, but it makes sense because like he's he is a primal, he is he is um he's tempered and he's essentially a child. Yes. He doesn't yeah. have the the experience that either Lahabrea or Emmett Selk had in creating their plans. And yeah. then as, as time goes on too, he's like, I barely even know my purpose anymore. Right. It's yeah. Like yeah. He's, because it's... he's never questioned his purpose up until this point. He just did it because that's what he was made to do. Yeah. But when we ask him things, he starts act he the real Elizabeth starts coming through and wondering, so why am I doing all this? It was quite sweet. Yeah. Um mm. And then the, we we move on to oh no sorry well, we Jesus there's the last home. we can't forget yeah we get everyone home uh, uh, and Graha turns into crystal um, but he's like housing item a housing item soon please mm. diable oh. uh, well, luckily the one in the crystal tower wakes up 
yeah, because we have his memories and his flesh, his blood. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, when we wake up, we run to the Crystal Tower, wake him up. We are served a cutscene that was probably quite expensive to make, uh, which has a lot of mocap, and um, <laughs> it is a very cool and very fun uh, way to end that Shadowbringer story, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, uh, when we get to see Graha in his new gear. Graha has okay. always had good animations in this expansion. Yes. Very cute. Yes, but I will say, that's when I realized how long his neck was. Uh, put the scarf up a little bit higher, yeah. please. I I will say though, <clears throat> Lena absolutely cheated. She oh, is Lena. so heartbreaking yeah, that she bad. does not uh, get a proper send off to Graha mm-hmm. or like anything. Like she says, she has some lines about it, yeah. but it's like it, it's just so depressing. I think you want, you know, she wanted more. I think, well, yeah. Well, I think, the worst part yeah. about Lena is that the cut, her final cutscene with Graha is not voice, but they yeah. did hire her voice actor for that patch. She speaks during the final cutscene before we all leave the, yeah. the first. So why didn't they voice the cutscene with her and Graha? That's, yeah. I think, the biggest loss. That's a big crime. I, yeah. I, she should have been able to say goodbye. Like she, she could have been there on top of the tower before yeah. he turned to crystal or something. Yeah. Like it, it, it would have been a nice send off. That like our passing of the torch of the crystarium too. That to me felt more rushed than like Elidibus mm. because they had mm. all the time in the world during that patch to have some sort of send like goodbye with them, like a scene. Mm. And the one scene they had, like Yorgi said, isn't even voiced. Like, what the fuck? They spent all of Shadowbringers, like, those three, like, the, the expansion and the, the patches, to, like, show this relationship between Graha and um, Lena. And then it just sort of has this weird, like, say goodbye to him, like, for me yeah. at the end. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, it's so, there could have been so much behind that relationship. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's he's her dad, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's, even though he's... I don't think he's very good at being a dad. No. <laughs> really. Or he's more. I mean, I don't even know if he ever really thought of himself as a dad. No. He's a guy, like a mentor. I, 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 know, I know what you yeah. mean in chat that sometimes you don't get send off and closure, but there was ample I, time for, yeah. for it. This wasn't yeah, like I, a sudden event that happened. He had. A, mm. He knew it a long. Like mm-hmm. before he went in up that tower, like, that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The game never reflects on what on Lena not being able to say goodbye. No. Yeah. But no, again, there's that's... like some minor lines about it, but it's again, it's a really missed opportunity too about passing the torch of like the Crystarium like leadership mm-hmm. of some sort too. Yeah. It's just yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's that. That's the end of the Stormblood storyline, technically, but there are two more patches. Shadowbringers. Sorry, Shadowbringers. Uh, there's two patches left, 5.4. Thus, this is when we uh, do the figuring out the tempering stuff. This patch yeah. is this patch is, is weird for many <laughs> reasons. <laughs> so, so first, I would just oh, yeah. Yeah? We solved it. Tempering, which has been a problem in Eorzea for... Ever. Yeah, for a while. The start of the sixth, since around the sixth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So about fifteen hundred years, uh, give or take a yes. hundred. Um, so um, uh, they figure that out in, uh, I would say, like a day or two. They figure out how to do that. <laughs> I, that's a joke. I mean, but they, we, they figured it are, out. Yeah. We are transferring the same knowledge from curing the light 
bl- not blessed, uh, right. cursed <laughs> on the first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand. They, uh, yeah, we figure that out. Uh, we, we go to Matoya's Relict. We make this big pig. We need uh, a new Angela. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little um, tempering be gone on him. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... There, yeah, there's also this like thing with this. This where we do the Sid and Nero thing in the yeah, Mordona. that's where they appear. They help yeah. us with figuring out because we go to as is Lyle with Graha and Alize to find like oh god, I forgot this so much. Yeah, this is a long. That's such a long quest with the yeah. Maybe awesome they bullshit. they knew something about curing tempering. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we can combine that with what we learned on the first. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways. We having, have to compress having this Having someone with elegant blood is very useful. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, we save Gabu. Voice actor. I love Gabu. Oliver I Twist. I love Gabu's voice actor. I know people find it, I find it, I know some people find him t- difficult to take seriously, but I don't know, I enjoy it. It's just, he's he's like little street urchin British kid. Oh, I missed him. Yeah. You're my dad. Like, like that kind of shit. It's I so funny, Gabu, but it's weird because we've heard kobolds speak before, and they didn't sound like that. <laughs> no, uh, didn't we hear kobolds speak on the first? I'm pretty sure we've heard it in, or oh, maybe I'm thinking about 1.0. No, there's maybe a point 1. when 0. they summon Titan. Do they speak during that? I'm pretty sure they... It's some chat or YouTube comments assist. Ha- Cobalt talk in Heavensward. Heavensward. There it is. Okay. Uh, and oh, they definitely don't the... sound like Oliver yeah. Twist. Uh, so that's very, very strange. They talk more oh, like well, rrr, 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 there. But... Yeah. Gabu picked up from this living with all the pirates. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he spent life in... Well, in, uh, speaking of that, there's Limsa. also this whole focus on Limsa in this patch with uh, uh, Merle Webb, like, fixing a couple of... Like, she's resolving some, like, lingering plot threads that have been around in Limsa, mm-hmm. like with Why the pirate she's been cruise. in power so long. Y- yes. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Uh, oh, and then, of course, at the very end of that, um, we get to see that first tower uh, and they call it a garlean design which we thought was weird for, at first but then it kind of makes sense in retrospect because they obviously wouldn't know what marquee stuff looks like mm-hmm. so okay last patch uh we visit tiamat in asisla uh, and that's when we learn that she's actually um uh, tempered. tempered which is why mm. she's been like chained like why she doesn't want to leave her confine uh, her well was she not able to actually was that the case well we can't tell if she's lying or if she's it's not really 100 percent clear if she was lying about right. being able to free herself at some at any point she wanted to or if she's purposely staying yeah there. yeah yeah she did say it once though and she chose to stay yeah um so uh we figure more we, we do this is the whole thing where we're like figuring out about the towers and um fan daniel's yeah, I plan think, um uh What's his name? The nice man who's now in a wheelchair. Aaron Vold. Aaron Vold. Aaron Vold. And him and Fordola go and look in the tower and they see yeah. all of the mulch or whatever stuck to the wall. They better be setting Fordola and Aaron Vold up to have a decent enough role in Endwalker. Because remember when we thought they were setting them up to have a decent enough role going forward <laughs> after Stormblood and mm-hmm. then they just disappeared until mm-hmm. 5.5? And we yeah. feared that all we would get from that was those side stories that they released. 
That's when we yes. thought they'd been written out of the game. Yeah. It very much felt like ah, oh, they're from Alamigo. Yeah. This is the this is the dominant. We never cared about expansion. Alamigo. Um. Yeah. So we but go. They're coming back now. So hopefully. Yeah. 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 Hopefully. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, so we we learn that the uh, the not the Sahagin the um, Amalja are being attacked, um, and mm -hmm. so we go to Pagalfan. What? Yeah, yeah. We go to Pagalfan and kill Lunar Bahamut. That's th that happens. Uh, we kill Lunar mm -hmm. Bahamut in a dungeon. <laughs> a little anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll talk about the dungeon another another time. Um, there's mm -hmm. this. This is where we have that cool scene though in the um, the royal chambers of Fulda where the um, the beast tribes. Uh, oh like yeah, no, that's in Alamigo. Oh, sorry, was that in Alamigo? Oh yeah, sorry, it was Alamigo. Well, we all know together. Uh, yeah, they they're all there and they're discussing but stuff they with the. Seats. They don't get seats. I I am going to just. I'm just gonna say that that's they just didn't issue. have. Yeah, well, not all of them have thumbs. Yeah, they don't have the the, the uh, animation. For, for was, like being seated. How is the snake woman going to sit down? Right. Yeah. It's well, difficult. they have the snake women actually do have. Oh yeah, that's true. Down, just, not in the, just not in the proper chair. True. Uh, and also in game, I'm just going to assume that they just didn't have enough chairs. Yeah. Th yes. That, that's it. Um, but that was that was a sweet moment for for that's a good payoff for everyone who's played I mean, a Realm Reborn. I mean, I agree. I feel like we've resolved the differences between the Amalja and Uldar and this and the um the kobolds and uh and limsa yeah i feel as if the sahagan and the exile have not been addressed really the sahagan is difficult isn't it because they've <laughs> they are actual invaders like they yes. like they have destroyed parts of lenosha uh for their own just to make a spawning ground yeah um but you could say the same about Lamensons. They are invaders on Cobalt lands. So yeah. you know Maybe it's they don't wanna So we're like, ah, oh, we'll forgive you because we were bad too. Well yeah, right? <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean they are all bad. So they need guys, to get guys, over it. Both sides are wrong. Mm, there it yes. is. There it is. There what about is. the exile though? The Ixal. I think they should just go back to Zalphaton. Ixels are difficult as well because they. Because hmm. it's not really the Gradanians that drove them out. No. In fairness, the Ixiles have also overextended to Curthus as well. So That's true. Yeah. They're everywhere. Some of them need to see, be held. Yeah, okay, I see. We, yeah, did, some... we, don't, we didn't have enough time to address every beast tribe, sadly. We did the Kobolds and we did the Amalja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone else doesn't matter. Sorry. You didn't make the cut. Yeah. Beasters. I just say like we've we've sorted them all out now. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what what was implied here. So, and also this has been a a, a minor point that's been like brought up like subtly throughout the MSQ that you know we're calling them beast tribes even though they speak the same language as us and like they do we trade with them. They're merchants. They have jobs. <laughs> like why are we doing this? And it's like you know. I mean, it's because it's because of all that. Yes. Uldar yes. does not trade, did not trade with them at the time. No, no. Uh, okay, so that's that's uh, hopefully maybe something we'll dive more into post Endwalker, like the you know the politics mm -hmm. of dealing with um, uh -huh. th th those tribes now. Yeah. 
Um, also, um, this is where uh, the Crystal Braves thing is happening again, where he's like learning more about, like, because we're making a new grand company again. Hey, uh, the Crystal Braves 2.0. Yeah. Um, and now Alpha. Featuring Hian. Hian is so awkward. He's there. Hian like, is there. He oh, do doesn't say a word. No lines. No. <laughs> it's funny. He's the only leader that doesn't speak. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so Alphino goes around. He wants to learn, you know. He, we don't ask ex-Crystal Braves about what, what went wrong and so that we don't make that same mistake when we make the Grand Company of Eorzea, essentially. Um, and then we have this whole cool instance fight thing on Cartano Flats, or, yeah, Cartano Flats, where we fight we different play, primals. We played, as, we played as every last sign that we had not yet had a chance to roleplay as before. Yeah. How do you feel about the roleplay aspect now that it, they've used it again? Are you all okay with it's how good. it's done? Yeah. 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 I think it's I, storytelling. Mm -hmm. I hope... You guys at least know the basics of whatever job you're being slapped into, right? Because some, it, because that <laughs> at is... least I'm, I'm just glad they give you time to read the tooltips at least. Yeah, it gives you. Time yeah, it does. Yeah, you have to choose to engage usually. I love it, but I know I have heard complaints from people that are what? like, well, they don't like the idea that they're being thrown into a job that they have no interest in playing, and also. You know, this is not it's their character. Like, you have four buttons. I know, I know, I know. I just seen that as a complaint that exists. Uh, I do not agree. Uh, I think it is fun, <laughs> and you should uh, get a grip. That's all. I I do like that Orianjay's like astrologian is more interesting than real astrologian. Probably. <laughs> well, Orianjay's astrologian is closer to the original astrologian yeah. than what we have now. Yeah. Mm. I uh, think that it's a great system, and the. This story's not just about us. Oh shit, I can't believe we skipped the whole uh, Fortunal level year. Mm -hmm. There was that oh, bit God as damn. well, which is sort of, that is like the first like real like Endwalker lead-in. Yeah, that's oh, like, man. there's, uh, you know, why is he acting that way? How dare you say it's the first Endwalker lead-in? We've had all these scenes with Xenos that's and uh, <laughs> the giggling, cackling robed one. Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, he's like, oh, hey, nice to see you. By the way, I disown you. Bye! So that's sort of a scene. Uh, and it leaves us with this, like, you know, a lot of questions as to why he's there and why he did what he did. I thought that was a good scene because it's it's kind of mysterious. Mysterious. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so back to that, that fight. You fight, like, lunar versions of certain primals, like Ifrit of um, Ravana, Odin, for some reason. Confusingly. Yeah. Um, Who did they have to capture to summon that? Yeah, that's weird. Odin's... I don't even want to think too much about it because it's almost... The only <laughs> one I don't think... I only one I really don't think we're supposed to think about at no, all. Just, I think they just cool. wanted it. It just looks cool. Yeah. I think that just it cool. I yeah. genuinely think they put no thought into it. And maybe... Mm. It's the first time some people ever fought Odin. Maybe that's also why they wanted people to experience Odin. Possible, mm. yeah. His music is well. amazing. So, I uh, love the little uh, chess pieces of our characters too. It's oh yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. cool. Uh, and then the last part, which uh, there's like this sweet moment where the Amalja is like, because we're like we couldn't save everyone, but he's like, but you saved some, and like that was yeah. there's a sweet little moment between the beast tribes and the. 
the AORC and Alliance, which was nice. And then we do the cheesiest fucking thing. We all turn for no reason to look at the moon and then the guitar oh. sting. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's that. That's the yeah. MSQ. Um, how Best. do you, Let's comp like we we definitely have to uh, wrap up now, but let's mm -hmm. quickly just overall. How does this rank in terms of MSQ for like shadow like comparing to Stormblood and Heavensward, which are the other two expansions we've had? Let's not include a Realm Reborn. Uh, <laughs> much better than I think uh, it's the best by far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but lead in to the next expansion. A lot weaker compared to Stormblood. I think Stormblood's lead-in was way stronger and more interesting. I'd like 5.1.3, 5. amazing. 5.4 to 5.5. 5. I think Lakeel and I are especially higher on 5.4 than a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I, I still think it's good. It's just... 4.4 4 and 4.5 are much better. Okay. All right. What was the dungeon in 4.4? 4? Mm -hmm. The burn. Oh, yeah, I would agree the with that. The burn was good. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would say Shadowbringers is the best MSQ in any of the current expansions right now, which. Mm. Yeah. Mela? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. It was by and large the best storyline in general i would maybe say maybe heavens would was a little bit more focused and kept i don't know if i'd of... say that hey heavens would someone... is tied down tied back by having to resolve the end of a realm reborn no that is also that's fair um but it a lot of the ishgard stuff was quite intriguing to me i liked that sort of dragons and Mm -hmm. You know, that's sort of fancy. It, but yeah, no, the Heavensward story was very complex because there was a lot of like pieces that were moving yeah, in that story. Was like, that was like the Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. One. Yeah. But this was just uh, so well written. It was so impactful, I feel like. Shadowbringers had yeah. way more yeah. impact on me than, well, than Heavensward. Shadowbringers is also, strangely, a more traditional Final Fantasy story. Mm. True. Yes, that's It's much true. more about like just. Go th travel the world and defeat the bad guy at the end. Yeah, and obviously yeah, yeah. that's it's more. There's more to it than that, but that's the basic frame framework. Yeah. All right, we have to. That's it. That's how. We, that's yeah. the uh, review of the MSQ. That's the part. That's the end of part two of our review. Next week, uh, or whenever we get to it, or whenever we if, get to if it. There's a lot of. Depends, whenever, if there's a lot of news next depends week. Depends on the news. Uh, but uh, next time, I think we'll talk about dungeons. That was, feels like the most yes, natural. Yes, dungeons will be third. Yeah. Uh, before you know dungeons was the first. The dungeon review of Stormblood was the first one that I, first podcast I was in. Oh, oh, was it really? Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. interesting okay we cannot leave uh yet uh we have no. um we have to pull a dungeon oh the wheel of doom and the cup of doom, doom. <laughs> okay. right. doom. make your uh guesses oh god i need the spreadsheet Ooh, i i want i need the spreadsheet as well <laughs> Give me, give me, give me, give me Don Meg. Don Meg, Don Meg. I want Don Meg. I want 
give me Sokai. Uh, uh, let's try and ruin everything. Let's say Temple of the Fist. Okay. I'm going to pick... It's very dramatic, this music now. I'm going to pick Sestasha. <laughs> and we are going to... Oh, shit. Oh my god, down. Copper Bell mines hard. Oh fuck! This one was really this, hard. This one was dungeon for so long. It sucks. This is gonna be fun. Shit, we struggled a lot when we did yeah. this one, but we were three only three then. I think we were three mm -hmm. last time we did this, but we 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 ran out the clock on the last boss. That was infuriating. No, and the time before that we were four. This, like a couple of times. Oh yeah, yeah we did. Well, it was four with like the modifier. Yeah. Half an hour. That boss where it goes along the bridge. Yeah. Mm hmm. It was awful. Okay, let's. Uh, oh, yeah. The, our, mm, let's see here. Uh, will these load? Yes, they will. Give us controllers. <sighs> All right. Mm, now let's see what kind of. I, I'm predicting it's a cursed dungeon at the, already. Let's see what kind of fresh hell awaits us. We have removed uh, no HUD because we've already done that. Um, Okay. We did it last week. So okay. it has been. So we've brought back first person. All right, let's spin the wheel. Give me. Was that no tank stance? What? Oh. 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 <laughs> I don't know how possible this is gonna be. All healers. <laughs> All healers. Mela, you're. Uh, you have some leveling. Oh, I can do this at this level. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> at level 50. Oh, that's true. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, okay. Everyone can res. That's, that's, this is going to be impossible. We can all res. Um, we can't do much else, but that's, <laughs> that's going to be a lot of stone three. It's going to be slow. Stone two, even. Uh, oh no. Okay. A lot of, uh, and the mobs are going to just run everywhere because no one's going to be able to hold the aggro. Listen, all we have to do stand in one spot with all the mobs in AoE and someone AoE heal, and hopefully we just do it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Oh my goodness. All right. See you tomorrow with that, everyone. For that, that's going to be. That's. Uh, wow, wow, wow. That's a test dungeon already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's it for the show to, uh, tonight, everyone. Uh, remember to stay tuned for the post show uh, right after this, uh, where we'll be watching the minimum level run from last week, as well as reading questions from the syndicate. Uh, remember to follow on Twitter at speakersxav, twitch.tv slash speakersofidlin, youtube.com slash speakersxav, exclamation discord in chat. If you're watching on demand, links in the description. Uh, that's it. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, oh, send us mogmail, speakersxav.com slash mogmail. See you in the post show. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Eidolon, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com speakersxiv or buy some merch at teespring.com stores speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.